We all know and love someone who is incarcerated or who is affected by incarceration. Help your loved ones help themselves by providing them with the book From Inmate to Boss. From Inmate to Boss has made a huge impact in thousands of current and former inmates' lives already. Don't take our word for it. Just check out the reviews. Right now, this is your opportunity to invest in your loved one's success by going to Amazon.com and purchasing them a copy from Inmate to Boss by eFresh. A link will be provided in this episode's description, so check it out. Just another day in paradise. This is from TribuneIndia.com. A woman swallows 59 capsules containing cocaine. <laughs> She's caught at the Delhi airport. They make capsules? Sweet. I mean, that's that's terrible. She's taken to a local hospital where she was made to regurgitate them. They made her barf them up. Well, I guess that was probably the only way that she was going to, you know, like live after that. Yeah. Uh... A woman, woman from Guinea has been arrested for smuggling in cocaine worth RS11 Karori. What the fuck is that? It's expensive. At the international airport, statement issued on Sunday by Customs said, the passenger was intercepted after her arrival from Ethiopia's Addis Ababa on June 18th. Damn it. Those capsules do not look yummy. They just look like little pieces of... They look like baby carrots made out of chalk. They look like suppositories. You're going to swallow that? Damn. If you're going to make cap capsules, make them a little bit smaller. We, oh, those look like suppositories. During investigation, it was found she had swallowed 59 of them. Holy shit. She was taken to a local hospital. I hope so. She was made to... Re okay. All right. And you made it sound like she had to barf them up in the airport. What, do you guys have a cocaine barf room? Leading to recovery, 724 grams of cocaine. That would have killed her ass. Been arrested and cocaine is so... <laughs> Either she's the dumbest person alive, or she would rather die than get caught with that much Colombian. Bam, bam. That's, that's incredible. Welcome to Earth, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome to No Disclosure. This podcast is brought to you by Spotify, Prevail Guitar Works, and DistroKid. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's happening in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys and the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. This is from AP News. Did you know in Europe's empty churches, prayer and confessions make way for drinking and dancing? Because why not? The confessionals were generations of Belgians, admitted their sins and stood stacked in a corner of what was once Sacred Heart Church. You know, <laughs> they outlived their purpose, I guess. The building is so, it's to close down for two years, while a cafe and a concert stage are added with plans to turn the church into a new cultural hotspot. Oh my God. It doesn't matter if it's closed down or not. This is holy ground, man. You guys got to have some damn respect. This is holy ground, no matter what you do to it. This is wonderful. Oh, wow. <laughs> I bet Jesus is up there like, can I come back now, please? <laughs> is it time yet? I mean, look at this. Are you, are you seeing this? Crazy. It's only closing down for two years? Well, then what's the deal? I don't get what's going on. So they're going to add just <laughs> things that aren't church? Oh my God, that's the inside? They added a rock wall. 
and the original stained glass is still there. And you see old Jay-Z up there hanging on the cross. Oh, this is somebody, somebody's going to get struck by lightning. This is nuts. But they said it's only closing down. See, I'm wondering what the hell's going on. It's only closing down for two years, right? <clears throat> so they're just, they just adding this stuff until then? Uh, does the church really need money that bad? This is crazy. I can't believe this. Have you ever seen, uh, what was that movie with Tim Allen? The, the, uh, him and Kirstie Alley, they were Amish, remember? They decided to be Amish, Amish, to get away from the cops and to pursue their dreams of tax evasion. I forget what it was called, but uh, Tim Allen's character developed like theme parks and stuff. And I remember he came up with this Holy Land idea and everybody was just like so shocked. Oh my God, somebody did it. I think somebody needs to be <laughs> sued. Someone who made that film knew the real person and decided to write something fictional around it. That's literally what this is. Someone created the Holy Land. Check out and <laughs> check out our new dance club. Oh my God! Somebody's going to be in trouble. <laughs> Last thing I want to do is piss off the Almighty. I do it on a daily basis, but not in this epic of fashion. Okay, I'm seeing something kind of going on here lately there was this uh okay this uh, uh bb rexa baby rexa concert goer gets on did you see this gets on stage and uh, slaps ava max during a show in los angeles remember the baby rexa thing somebody threw a fucking phone at her face while she was performing i know her music sucks but damn she needed stitches for that uh and now somebody jumps on stage and slops, slaps a pop singer, Ava Max, during a show in L.A. I got to see this. We have video? Yeah, we do. This freaking nutbag just jumps on stage and slaps her in the face. What the fuck, dude? What's wrong with you? Pop star Ava Max says she was, yeah, slapped in the face. He scratched the inside of her eye. <laughs> he may have scratched her fucking cornea. I can't believe this. She was doing her song. I don't give a shit what song she was performing. Her music sucks too. But that's no reason to go slap her, man. She's got a fucking shiner now because of you. It's fucked up. Like he he scratched the fucking cornea. He gave her a shiner, gave her a bruised eye. You would think that just a little slap like that, you know, would do nothing. But she was gallivanting around. She was a singing. She was a dancing. And she was a twirling. And this guy does not look like the kind of cat that trims his fucking fingernails. He doesn't look like the kind of guy that wipes his butt after he poops. I hope you had a shower, Ava. <laughs> well, what I know people have always been... Maybe it's just a thing now because of the baby Rexa, whatever her name is thing. Maybe the news is just going to fly with this now and capture like... Or, you know, report on every incident of this, you know, happening. Shenanigans at concerts, people going on stage, people assaulting, you know, the fucking performer. It's nothing new, but this violent, I haven't, like, I haven't ever seen it like this. But then again, you need to listen to everything that the news says. Take it with a grain of salt. I mean, question everything. The news, you're only going to know what the news, you know, reports on, right? So this has probably been a thing for quite some time. Everybody here at the, you know, Rolling Stones at Altamont, that ring a bell? <laughs> yeah, does it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it should. People were straight up stabbed at that fucking concert. Metallica playing over in Russia? You don't want to know what happened in that crowd. Metallica didn't even know until they got off stage. They were fucking traumatized by it. 
But uh, this is just crazy, man. We got performers now that are not wanting to go up there. because I don't blame them. I once had a fucking beer bottle thrown at me. I was like, okay, who was that? Because me and about five other guys, plus the other band that we're opening with, is about to go down there and kick your ass at the same time. Real stupid. I like how Dave Mustaine handles it. <laughs> Dave Mustaine's awesome. He's like, okay, tell you what. We're going to stop playing. We're all going to stare at each other until somebody beats that guy's fucking brains in. And then, like, 50,000 people zero in on this one guy. And he's like, oh, shit. So Dave, <laughs> he always does this. He goes, are you ready to be good? Okay, great. Thanks. And it <laughs> Which is, you know, that's a pretty smart way to handle it. It's like, okay, we're going to stop the show, and we're all going to stare at how pretty Dave is and just look at each other until this guy's nose is in an angle it's not supposed to be <laughs> like this. I can't believe it. Why'd you go to the concert? If you, why'd you pay the ticket? Concert prices are through the fucking roof right now. So why did you pay that much for a ticket to go slap some fucking pop star in the face? Because your bail is going to be a hell of a lot more expensive than that. Oh my God. What is wrong with you? Uh, you're literally, I, I just realized this. You are literally paying out the ass to get arrested. Do <laughs> you understand that, right? You just paid to go to jail. <laughs> if you wanted to go to jail, if you wanted to assault somebody, you could do that shit for free. Just, you know, follow her around like she's fucking Bjork or something and wait till she's coming out of an airport. I mean, you know what? That's a bad comparison because York, Bjork has beaten the shit out of two paparazzi so far. It's Bjork 2, paparazzi 0. <laughs> Maybe that was a bad comparison. Bjork would fucking kick your ass. Something else in the news that does not sound like it would ever be true, but it totally is. No, you did not wake up in the twilight zone this morning. Elon Musk, this is from BBC News. This isn't from like bobsnews.com or anything. Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg agree to hold a cage fight. Yeah, you heard that right. Two of the world's most high-profile technology billionaires, Elon Musk and Mark Zorgberg, have agreed to fight each other in a cage match. Mr. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. What's wrong with that guy? He used to have some... Okay, anyway, I'm not going to get into Mark Zuckerberg. He used to have a personality. He used to, like, smile and shit. Now he looks like his soul has just been siphoned out of his body, and it probably went into Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk is aging backwards. That's probably what happened. Mr. Musk posted a message on a social media platform, Twitter, that he was up for a cage fight with Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg, the boss of Facebook and Instagram parent company Meta, then posted a screenshot of Mr. Musk's tweet and captioned, send me location. Story speaks for itself. I can't believe it. <laughs> Okay, what well, what you're implying is that they actually agree to a real sanctioned cage fight. It looks like they're just fucking with each other. Uh, Vegas Octagon, <laughs> Elon says. <laughs> in case you didn't know, the Octagon is the competition mat and fenced-in area used for UFC bouts. UFC is based in Las Vegas, Nevada, but you knew that, didn't you? Mr. Musk, who turns 52 later this month, also tweeted, I have this great move that I call the walrus, where I just lie on top of my opponent and do nothing. <laughs> it sounds like this was just friendly banter between two, you know, <laughs> two rivals. Um, 
He also tweeted, what did Mark Zuckerberg say? I want to see what his reply was. I almost never work out, he says, except for picking up my kids and throwing them into the air. I got pretty good at it. (laughs) This just looks like some friendly banter between the two. Mark Zuckerberg, 39. Has uh, he? You probably didn't know this, but he's already trained in mixed martial arts. He's won jujitsu tournaments, so uh, he's the kind of the last person I'd want to get in a fucking fenced-in octagon with, honestly. But Elon Musk, I mean, he's Elon Musk. He's probably going to invent some crazy way, like you know, he'll do the, Mark Zuckerberg do that thing, like from the fucking Karate Kid, you know that that um, that crane thing, that hole where he stands on his foot, you know, and the guy comes up, what, you know, right in the head, and that's how he won the tournament, that ha thing, you know. He's probably going to do pull that shit, and then Elon Musk will have invented or like figured out some kind of punch to where he moves his arm in a certain way and when it connects with Mark Zuckerberg's face meat it makes him like go back in time and it like paradoxes his ass to where he was like never born or something. Elon's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. He's going to know how to counteract that whole crane thing. He's going to know, goddammit, and he does not need Mr. Miyagi to tell him. Jiu-jitsu. Pfft. I know time travel itsu. That was stupid. <laughs> but yeah, um, they uh, sounded pretty serious about it. <laughs> but it looks to me like it was just friendly banter. And then the news comes out and says, you know, <laughs> the news comes out and says, oh, are you guys really going to have a cage fight? Are you really going to do it? And, uh, you know, they're just, uh, there's nothing here. <clears throat> Mr. Musk has no training at all. If you want to be serious, even though Zuckerberg's only been training in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, for almost two fucking years, wouldn't be difficult for him to take his back, wrap his arms around Elon's neck and give him a good old cuddle and choke his ass out. No, you don't want to do that. I mean, if anything, it would be an exhibition. But I don't know. (laughs) These guys are billionaires. They don't think the way that we do. (laughs) That, yeah, I don't know if I would see something like that, but as a business owner myself, Nowhere near the level that these cats are at. But this is not good <laughs> publicity. Hopefully it was just them bantering back and forth. That's pretty funny, though. I, uh, I I enjoyed reading that. I did. I did. I'm so glad I read that article and didn't just waste 10 fucking minutes of your time and mine. Now, <laughs> my stomach went... Brrr. Did you hear that? Oh, God. I'm going to have to try to mix that out. My tum-tum went... Lab-grown meat is cleared for sale in the United States. Yeah. Cultivated, lab-grown meat has been cleared for sale in the U.S. I knew it would. I knew it would. The U.S., we eat shit here that has been banned in so many countries. A lot of dyes, a lot of processed things, a lot of preservatives. I knew this was going to be cleared because the U.S. is like, huh? It'll make your eyeballs hairy. Yeah, fuck it. They'll like it. Put it in Skittles. Huh, what's that? Four testicles? On your face? Yeah, but it's only like 17% of people that eat it. Oh, 70? Ah, fuck it. Put it out there. <laughs> so I knew that the lab-grown stuff would be fine. Upside Foods and Good Meat. Two companies. <laughs> they called their company Good Meat. Good <laughs> meat. <laughs> 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 I would have made the logo like Aperture Labs from Portal, you know, and I would have called it Tube Steak. You missed an opportunity there, guys. 
<laughs> and then their mascot could be a little guy with lederhosen, you know, playing a flute like climbing a mountain. And you can, you could have called it Skin Flute Incorporated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our lab-grown meat is the best, yeah? <laughs> Two companies that made what they call cultivated chicken. Said Wednesday, they've gotten approval from the U.S. Department of Agriculture to start producing. Why the Department of Agriculture? This is not agriculture. <laughs> Shouldn't it be like NASA or some shit? Anyway, good meat. <laughs> Which is all? God damn it. By plant-based egg substitute maker East Eat Just, okay, said that production is starting immediately. Cultivated or lab-grown meat is shown grown in a giant vat, much like to what you'd find in a beer brewery, or what you would see, you know, before your chicken nuggets arrive at the local McDonald's. Right? We still fucking eat it. You've seen that pink shit, and everybody's consensus was just like mine. I could find out tomorrow that McDonald's chicken nuggets are made out of a human infant and I would still eat them because they're the fucking bomb. We don't give a shit what it looks like or what it's grown in as long as it tastes good. <laughs> That's the American way. But yeah, this is crazy. Approval for labels from the USDA. That's amazing. No questions letter from the FDA. Letter states that the administration is satisfied that the product is safe to sell into the United States. Yeah, why not? <laughs> That's how the U.S. sees it. So, wow. I mean, is this going to be cheaper? Is it going to be more expensive? More sustainable future, yes. Uh, but uh, don't talk about how you're going to use it to solve the hunger problem and the homeless and all that stuff. No, you're fucking not. Because we've had the ability to... I know it costs money to do the chickens and the cows and the chicken cows and the crossbred cow chicken people and the ferrets and whatever the fuck else people eat. I know it costs money to raise those things and slaughter them and murder them and then put them on your plate, wrap them in cellophane and say, hey, stamped A. Yeah. I know that's way more expensive. But we have the ability to help out the homeless for a while, yeah? What is this going to do to make it any better? Well, I suppose it's an inventory thing, right? <clears throat> you don't have to, number one, pay for the animals to, you know, eat and breathe and live. And you don't have to murder them. So, and I'm not, a ve I'm not, I'm not saying it like to be a smartass. I'm not a vegan. I'm not a vegetarian. Whenever I drive past a farm and I see a cow, I don't see a cow. I see 300 unprocessed Big Macs. I want to get out of the car and eat it alive. Uh, I, I, I'm a meat eater, but trust me, I'm not vegan. I'm not anything like that. Nope. I love me some meats. I love me some chickens. I love me some uh, honey badgers and all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> if I could catch a honey badger and kill it without it, you know, hunting down my whole family like the mafia, you don't fuck with honey badgers cause they don't give a shit. Anyway, what is this? What is this? Russia dolphin patrols. What? Russia boosts dolphin patrols to protect protect Crimea naval base. Did I wake up in the twilight and what the fuck is going on? Footage shows a near doubling of dolphin pens guarding the Sevastopol harbor. What the fuck are they doing? Like that shit in World War II where they were strapping like notes to pigeons and shit. And then the pigeons said, I don't give a fuck. And they just went wherever they wanted to. 
The Russian Navy is increasing the number of trained dolphins it uses to protect. How is dolphins? How are they going to protect anything? They're dolphins. Are they just going to fill the enemy full of self-doubt as to whether or not they should attack? Because, hey, we're dolphins here and we're cute. They make them want to turn around. I know a dolphin can cause some serious fucking damage. You piss off a dolphin, man, they could punch holes in sharks and shit. <clears throat> so how, how, do, how are they training them? Doesn't say. <laughs> uh, oh, they can, uh, they're training dolphins to take down submersible drones. Okay, yeah. All right, I can see that. I didn't know that. But that's uh, that's amazing. Yeah, dolphin. Uh, that's <laughs> in the ocean, man. A dolphin is a fucking speeding bullet. They can punch a fucking hole into the hull of a ship. I, I yeah, I can I can believe that. So Russia is using dolphins. That's fucked up. It's fucked up. Something as intelligent as the dolphin. Do you know the dolphins are the other only other animals aside from us that have coitus? Just simply for pleasure and not procreation. Did you know that a lot of their language is more <laughs> it's more complex than any language we've ever come up with? Did you know that? Did you know that dolphins could be attracted to human females? It's true. Dolphins are incredibly smart people. And <laughs> you fucking... <clears throat> you're training them to fight your fucking war, Russia. I can't say much because the U.S. has done shit like that. Or maybe I can say something because when have I ever, you know, been Secretary of War or anything? I can, I can fucking make fun of it all I want. I can denounce it all I want. Don't use fucking animals for your damn fight. <laughs> Don't do it. Crazy. But then again, then again, I guarantee that our independence from Britain... I love you, Britain, not making fun of you. But our independence from Britain... Probably had a lot to do with the horses that the guys were riding around, too. You know what I mean? Where do you draw the line? As long as they're not harming the dolphins. I I, <laughs> I have nothing to say there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, that's it. As long as you're not hurting the dolphins. I think it's pretty fucked up taking something that enormously, like, spooky intelligent and making it fight your battles. I don't know. I, I, I don't feel... I feel different if it was a horse or... You know, something like that. Something with a little bit more, you know, intelligence to it. Something, dare I say, damn near sentient. Something very, very close to us that's capable of abstract thought. You know what I mean? Do you know that dolphins tell each other jokes? They found this out just a couple years ago. Fucking weird. Weird. I just feel weird about them, you know, using... Creatures that intelligent for their fucking wars. But I get it. I'm not siding with Russia here. But using a dolphin to take down a submersible drone? Pretty smart. But, you know, there was a thing that we invented a long time ago called the depth charge. Maybe try one of those. You don't have to use a fucking dolphin. Oh, wow. We're all about the aminals today. This is from Fox News. A Wisconsin potbelly pig, Albert... You look like an Albert. Lured home with fruit snacks, sweet and sticky treats. Green Bay police helped Albert, the potbelly pig, return home to the city's west side after he decided to get out and have himself a little goddamn adventure. 300-pound potbelly pig named Albert. He was lured back home with fruit snacks who was found wandering loose through a neighborhood. Didn't harm anybody. Just walking around, doing pig shit. You know, having him, like I said, just having his adventure. But they lured him back home with gummies, fruit snacks, 
<laughs> and sticky treats. See, a lot of people are laughing at this. Oh, how cute and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. The pig worked up an appetite. He has a taste for the fruit snacks. And that's the last thing anybody would think of as they're running for the fucking hills screaming. Because, you know, a pig would tear your fucking limbs off. But, you know, everybody's saying, oh, how cute. That's really funny. That's all that. That's just normal day to me. That's how Cassie gets me to come back home. <laughs> Whenever I wander out somewhere and it's time for me to come back and I'm not answering my phone, she takes gummies and puts them in a line into the parking lot. That's how she gets me to come home. Same thing. I'm with you, Albert. Birds of a... P p pigs of a feather do stuff together. That didn't work. This is from VictoriaBuzz.com. Gouda gone bad. Ooh, pun. $600 wheel of cheese was stolen by a sticky-fingered pun. Thief. Yeah, $600, $600 wheel of cheese. Gee whiz. Sandwich police are on the hunt for a person who blatantly stole a massive wheel of Gouda worth a whopping $600 and made off with it. Wow. In a Facebook post, Crime Stoppers... <laughs> Crime Stoppers. It's a little slow at the office lately. I could just imagine working at Crime Stoppers. You guys have some major, major open and cold cases you guys are working on. Boy, you guys got some legendary crimes on your plate. And then you get this. I bet somebody was like, really? Really? Okay. What, did they cut our funding? <laughs> Crime Stoppers. In a Facebook post, Crime Stoppers <laughs> over a wheel of cheese urged the mysterious cheese enthusiast to get themselves out of the pickle they're currently in. Oh, I inserted that pun. That was all me. Apparently, this mysterious cheese enthusiast didn't think to invite the police to their exclusive cheese party. Now, Sandwich police are urging the thief to slice through their predicament. I'll, oh, I'll keep doing it. I'm the master of on-the-fly puns. And pay a visit to a police station. We must be... <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. We must be nuts, Crime Stopper said in their post. But you know what? We're going to get to the bottom of this. I agree with you, Crime Stoppers. You must be fucking crazy for taking this on. Because <laughs> everybody's going to say what I'm saying. Is it being a slow month? Is it a slow month over there? They must be crackers if they think they're going to. So they're going to be asking their, you know, their followers to help out. I'm not going to stop the puns. If you happen to know the identity of this cheese-loving bandit, the Greater Victoria Crime Stoppers, Give them a call. Who knows? Your tip might earn you a cash reward that could buy you enough cheese to build a cheese fortress. See? Maybe this is what, what the reason the guy stole the cheese. Now, this is where you get into master criminal territory. You have guys like this that hold up fucking gas stations and try to steal crypto online or break into your email address just using a keylogger or whatever, something stupid like that. Stealing a brick of cheese. You know, but see where you get to level two criminal is if this guy took the brick of chi and then sold it or uh, laundered it. <laughs> I can't believe I'm, I can't believe I'm talking about laundering cheese, but, you know, laundered the cheese somehow to clear the uh, uh, erase the source of the cheese, pass it through multiple hands. Right. And then he like finds a way to. You know, uh, get some kind of patsy together or have some kind of like this, you know, have some kind of shootout to where the guy who supposedly, oh, we have his picture. Fuck. 
<laughs> I was going to say, you could eventually claim the reward. And then you could have enough Gouda to sink a ship. But uh, you're done, you done fucked up there, buddy. They have your picture now. <laughs> or was the other guy the boss? Nice handbag, by the way. Wow. Well, this guy came prepared, didn't he? Well, not really. I mean, he has sunglasses on, big, thick ones, but they're on the top of his head. Good job. Uh, he's not wearing gloves. Nothing over his face. But he did bring a bag big enough to put the wheel of cheese in. So he's somewhat prepared. <laughs> like he's got these big-ass thick sunglasses and they're on the top of his head. I couldn't see the cheese as I was stealing it. <laughs> That's a big fucking wheel of cheese. Gouda's expensive, boy. Oh, my God. This is from Yahoo News. A Tampa woman left her mansion and an inheritance to seven cats. After her son died, Nancy Sauer's two great loves became shopping, her cats, and totally not the rest of her family. <laughs> Estate sale. Okay. Now, she's leaving an entire inheritance. We're talking a fucking mansion. 5,000 pieces of jewelry, 200 Austin production statues and figurines, all kinds of shit. She's not leaving a damn thing to her family. Just the seven Persian cats and uh, the staff who take care of the home. That's crazy. The deal on the house is not to be sold until the last. Oh, okay. So she's keeping the servants working there. And the deal is that the house is not to be sold until the last cat passes away. Oh, okay. Now, you read stories like this a lot. That, oh, they're being persnickety and this is some kind of just crazy curmudgeon, crazy cat lady, whatever. Why didn't they leave the inheritance to the kids and all that? But you know what? The older I get, I'm starting to understand. Chris Rock was really the, yeah, the Chris Rock, the comedian, was really the first person to come out. And say, oh, you know what, by the way, I'm not leaving shit to my kids. They're self-entitled little fucking brats. And he did. He said this live in front of a fucking audience. I'm not leaving them jack shit. And he said, you know, it's not like a Sean Connery thing where I'm just a fucking asshole. I'm just not leaving them shit because my fortune's not going to go to these fucking self-entitled little creeps. I used to think that when I saw a fucking brat or just a shitty-ass kid, I would always go to the parents. I would always look at the parents. I don't do that anymore because I taught my kids everything I knew. I raised them right. I was good to them. And uh, I tried to be, you know, I wasn't their friend. I was their dad, you know, and raising them right and getting, giving them anything they could fucking want as long as they earned it. And then one of my kids turned into Hannibal Lecter and the other one's the fucking Antichrist. I mean, I understand too. I, I wouldn't leave. I wouldn't leave them shit. I do. I get it. Why these old ladies leave, leave all their inheritance to their cats and everything? Because I'm going to be one of those. <laughs> no, I'm probably going to be leaving everything to Cassie's kid, Eli. I'm talking about the book royalties, all that. Because like I said, I, uh, I helped birth Emperor fucking Palpatine and the fucking Antichrist into this world. I, I, I get it. I, I know why these old ladies and these fucking rich people don't do it. I, I get it. You hear all these stories about, oh, Jackie Chan's not leaving anything to his kids. You know what his fucking son has done? How many times this kid has been fucking arrested? Well, I wouldn't leave him shit either. 
That's not something that they're fucking entitled to. Just like everything else in life, if you're a good parent, you need to show these children that, no, this is something that you earn. You're not special. You're not unique. You're not a little snowflake. Everything in this fucking world, you need to bust your ass for. You need to be good to get it. I know. Crazy, huh? My kids don't fucking get that either. Yeah, you need to behave a certain way in order to, like, get stuff. You know, <laughs> I know. How did I ever survive? It's like a fucking present. You're going to like this one. This is from today. Maury Povich to launch an at-home paternity test fittingly called The Results Are In. Maury. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you sure know how to you sure know how to market, man. Maury's always been brilliant with that kind of shit. He sees something successful, he's like, let's jump on his train, boy. Fuck everything else. <laughs> and usually that's kind of weird and creepy when, you know, other famous people do that. They find the formula that works and they stick to it. But I, I don't know what it is with Maury Povich. He's 84 years old. And we just love the guy so much <laughs> that he's like, okay, yeah, we're just gonna stick with Maury. I don't care. He, ever since uh, Jerry Springer passed, he's been talking about this. He's partnering with the same DNA testing lab he relied on during the show. He's releasing an at-home <laughs> at paternity test company called The Results Are In. The former Maury host, 84, yeah, former Maury's gone, <laughs> is partnering with DNA Diagnostics Center, the same DNA testing lab as daytime talk show relied on to settle guest paternity disputes and give us all unforgettable fucking mindless entertainment. I love you, Maury. During those often explosive segments of the show, Povich would utter his famous catchphrase, the results are in, before revealing a child's paternity. You are not the father. That's what he said. The company said in its release, affordable, accurate, and reliable paternity testing from the comfort of their homes. I think this is great. Awesome idea. 99.999, can't forget that third one, percent accurate. And having this available... You know, at home. That's amazing. I, I'm with you, Maury. That's pretty fucking cool. He saw a problem and he solved it. I think this is a cool idea. And it coming from Maury Povich. This is great. Now everybody's going to know about it. Boy, there are some why there are some fucking wives right now shaking in their boots. <laughs> I just felt I just felt a disturbance in the force just now reading this. There's a lot of people out there. <laughs> A lot <laughs> who are thinking, sitting here going, oh shit, Maury, what the fuck? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> this is going to, uh, ooh. <sighs> this is going to bring Maury Povich into the living room. <laughs> it is. You're going to feel closer to Maury than ever before. You ever wondered what it would have been like on the show? Uh, spend, a <laughs> spend a little MSRP at your local Walmart. Yeah, give yourself a swab. Give the other little one a bit of a swab. You'll be living, Maury Povich. There you go. Now you know what it's like to be on television. Minus the cameras, minus the green room. You're in. I think it's cool, Maury. That's awesome. Neat idea. Like I said, what I love about Maury is that he, you know, he's one of those cats that he finds a formula that works. He finds one that's successful. And I've never seen anybody, honestly, I've never seen anybody beat that dead horse with as much grace and dignity as Maury did. I mean, he, he was just fucking awesome. I'm really sad the show's not around anymore, but that's a good idea. Maury, that's that's pretty fucking cool. Very, 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 very smart. So now affordable paternity testing 
can be, you know, <laughs> available to you in the home, which is amazing. This is actual DNA testing. It's 99% accurate. It is submissible as a court evidence, which is great. You could use this during your paternity fight yourself. Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> if, <laughs> of all the times I wish that I could just randomly see into living rooms all across this country, that would be some fucking entertainment. Jerry would be proud. Wait, what is this? Is this real? <laughs> Have you ever wanted to live on Squirtle Lane? <laughs> it's from Yahoo News. Yeah. A Las Vegas property company named streets after Pokemon characters. Cool. <laughs> property company Harmony Homes decided on the Pokemon-themed street names. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's evergreen content. You're never going to fucking run out of street names. I think it's fucking smart as hell. Jigglypuff Place, Snorlax Lane. Huh? I look like a... I fucking play a Snorlax in real life. I want to live there. For the neighborhood of Henderson in Las Vegas, Andrea Miller, product construction manager of the new housing development, told KLS 8 News that they chose Pokemon names since they aren't typically used. It could be a challenge when submitting names to a new neighborhood since many of them might already be in use elsewhere. Pokemon? Nope. <laughs> like I said, you got evergreen content. I love it. I'm big on evergreen content. That's why I decided to do a news podcast. It's about, you know, particularly weird news because as long as Florida exists, I'll have a job. Miller shared that her two sons, 11 and 14, and not the Antichrist, normal sons who get to, like, do shit, obsessed with Pokemon, which is how she got, you know, the idea to name the streets. That's fucking awesome. When I hear Jigglypuff, I giggle. I do, too. Miller told KLS 8 News, when you're coming back home from work and you had a bad day and you have to turn on Jigglypuff Lane, if you don't smile, you have no soul. And that's a direct quote by her. <laughs> I completely agree. You have a shitty day at work <laughs> and you have to turn on Snorlax Avenue. You know, <laughs> it's going to make you smile. It's going to. It's like, <laughs> yeah, or, you know, you're having a shitty day at the fucking DMV and you've been waiting in line for like 12 hours. And then you finally get to that pimply faced fellow at the desk. You know, the one who has that fucking weird eye that goes to the left and you don't know which one to look at. And you go to his fucking little booth there. You're having the shittiest day ever. You're ready to fucking punch this kid because you had to go out to the car because you forgot your fucking wallet in the car like a dumbass, which is your fault. But then you have to stand in line for another 18 hours. I'm not speaking from experience here. And then you get to the pimply face kid, his little thing, and he asks you your address. Your day's going to get slightly better. If you have to say out loud to a grown man... <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you have to say out loud to a grown man, I live on 3715 Geodude Place. You know, <laughs> you'd be like, what? I live on Geodude Place. <laughs> you know, it's just going to make you feel better. You're coming back from a shitty day. Your boss is being a dick, you know? Or, and then you have to stop by. Have you ever had to do that? You got a shitty day at work, and then you go to go stop by and do some fucking task that you don't want to do. You're all tired. You're pissed off. Your boss is a dick, and you got to stop by and run an errand. You know? You fucking hate that shit. Because I got to stop by the post office. Got to mail a package. I sell paintings. You know? I'm, a, I'm an artist. I'm a painter. I got to stop by the po post office all the fucking time. And it's happened a time or two. You're tired, whatever the, you know, fucking lady at the front. It's not legibly written enough, and my handwriting is not good, especially when I'm writing on a vertical surface. And she's like, I got to redo this label. What's your address? 
you're not going to have a bad day if you say <laughs> if you say 1119 Butterfree Avenue, man. What? How do you spell that? Butterfree. At Butterfree. <laughs> She's like, huh? Huh? What is that? How do you spell it? Butterfree. You know? Butterfree. Ugh. And you're not going to have a shitty day after that. Anyway, guys, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> That's all we got. We're just about out of time. I love it. I think it's a great idea because I'm big on, you know, like I said, evergreen content. If you do something and you have to constantly come up with concepts or names or whatever, you choose something like this. I think it's fucking brilliant. Pokemon character. I'm not I'm not even into Pokemon, but I think it's fucking awesome. Like, dude, I want to live on fucking Snorlax Avenue. I want to be on Pikachu place. See, that's where the big, you know, that's where the big properties are going to be. Because, you know, the Pikachu is not only the rare one, but that's the one that everybody associates with Pokemon. You want to live on Pikachu place? It's going to cost you, bitch. I want to look up something. I want to see which ones they've already used. Uh. I do. I want to see which ones they've already used. Because I'm going to make a suggestion. I'm going to tell her... You need to fan. I'm going to send her an email. You need to fan out. Let's start with Paducah, Kentucky. Reed Circle, the street that I live on. Could we please change that to Buzzwolf? <laughs> please. I would love that. I want to see the look on my landlord's face when he has to change all of his paperwork to 135 Mimikyu. Anyway, guys, I'll catch you later. Have a good one. Make sure to go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com. For all things no disclosure related, all the social mead links are there, as well as the link to get to our Patreon account, where you can get everything from bonus episodes, giveaways at certain tiers, all kinds of shit. Check it out. Shout out to the patrons, by the way. The Kunkle Homestead YouTube channel, Donald Haynes, David Peterson. I love your fucking faces. I'll catch you guys later. I love you all. And be fancy. <laughs> uh, Pokemon. Squirtle Lane. Squirtle Lane. <laughs> I always liked Squirtle. Sounds kind of dirty, actually. <laughs> Squirtle. Did you know it's the faces here? No disclosure, business, confiscated evidence, no smoking gun. Nothing has a right to throw. It is Have you ever wished for a podcast about all things paranormal and true crime that doesn't take itself too seriously? Well, maybe you should consider joining The Ghoul Club. It's a British podcast with tons of dry wit, hosted by best friends Kyle and Jenny. These two never shy away from saying what's on their mind, whether it's ghosts and ghouls or sex and relationships. Join The Ghoul Club in their clubhouse every Tuesday and Thursday for spooky stories, honest conversations, and a whole lot of ridiculousness wherever you get your podcasts. A link will be provided in this episode's description, so show them some love. <laughs>